There we go. I'm unmuted. So, um, you know, that's the one thing about Zoom is sometimes when you want to bring somebody in that's in the same room, it doesn't work out quite too well. Um, so in the meantime, basically uh, what we're going to talk about is um, how we came up with uh, these pads. And basically, um, we're celebrating our five-year anniversary because it was five years ago, January, when we actually lost, launched them. But we were a year and a half to two years in development of our products before they actually were introduced. Um, and Brad is actually the guy who came up with our products because I am the artist. <laughs> so, so I came home one day and said to Brad, Brad, can we make something like this only better that really, really works for horses? And Brad being the engineer, he just started scurrying around on the computer. Um, and, and of course I just kept doing what I was doing, teaching and traveling. So wasn't really paying attention um, until he came to me and said that he found a company that was willing to work with us. Um, but it did take us about two years to work out the actual products. And Quite frankly, we're still in um, R&D, research and development. And Brad is the one behind that because I come home and some one of my clients says, you know, can you do X, Y, or Z? And then I come home and I say to Brad, Brad, can we do X, Y, or Z? And then Brad starts researching it. Um, so we've got a couple other products on in the, um, in the pipeline. We've mentioned the boot insert pads. And um, that, again, has been Brad's um, research project and we are getting um, much closer. We got a couple other details to work out on them, but we're really hoping to be able to launch the boot inserts by the end of March. So um, when we do, yeah, I know we're really excited about it because we've, we've sent them out um, for beta testing and the results people um, that we have testing the boot inserts and we don't need any more testers. Thank you. I know everybody would be eager to be our testers, but the people that are using it have come back with uh, really good feedback and it's helped us improve our design. So that's where we're at right now. And as you can see, Brad's obviously in the shop and we'll make him a co-host. Are you there, Brad? There he is. You're muted. So you just have to unmute. I can ask you to unmute, see if that helps. There, is that better? Yep. All okay. right, so I'm gonna let Brad introduce himself and give you his background so you understand wh why he is so good at what he does in helping me when I come home with an idea. And believe me, there's been a lot of them. And then Brad scurries around to figure it out. Not all uh -oh. of the ideas have worked out, but um, but the Sherpa pads certainly have. So welcome, Brad. Okay. Um, all right, so so my background is is an engineer um, I'm actually an environmental engineer, but over the course of my career, um, I've been thrown into just a whole range of different opportunities. Um, I've been in all kinds of factories and manufacturing environments. And in doing so, I've been problem solving, you know, pretty much all my life. And even as a kid, I was always tinkering with things. And my dad was, uh, was very, very talented. Um, unfortunately, he never got a chance to go to college, but uh, through him, I, I learned a lot about how to look at things, solve problems, and everything else. So again, I did a lot of work. I was living in Michigan, um, doing a lot with the automotive manufacturers and such. And that's when I met Wendy and um, that was more at a riding clinic. So long story short, ended up in Virginia with her. Um, Look, look, yeah, went through a whole bunch of different things. But when it came to Surefoot, um, she was using another product that was out of the human world and really wasn't up to the task of being stood on by a horse. So she came to me one night and said, you know, was very frustrated and said, can we make something? And as an engineer, the one word that we don't have in our vocabulary is the word no. And I said, sure we can, not really having any thought about what I just got myself into. So um, the first thing I did is to start looking at some foams and finding some manufacturers. And then I said, well, I need someone who can fabricate because I don't have any fabrication. I can do you know, general stuff. And uh, I spoke with about 11 companies and got it down to three. And the folks that we work with um, 
was the only company that really came back and started to talk to me and sort of got what I was about. And that was because ironically, the fellow who I started talking with, his wife was working for a company that made um, equine pharmaceuticals. And so he had, you know, he didn't ride and anything, but he understood horses for better or worse. So uh, I could talk to him and throw ideas at him and he'd come back, oh, well, what about this? What about that? And so when we started out, um, he knew the kinds of foams that we needed to work with. And so the start of that was about a portfolio of about 3000 different foams. And then we just kept, you know, shrinking it down, shrinking it down, shrinking it down till we got to the four or five that, you know, were going to be the ones that worked. And to his credit, um, we were talking about durability and um, being able to, to modify the response of the foam uh, to the horse. And he came up with the idea, and it was to his credit, of uh, and this is a, a piece of firm material. And you see the, the white line here. That's our top layer. That's our diffusion layer. Okay, it's the same material that's in the hard pads, but when we put weight on it, weight gets dispersed through that um, where, versus the underside where it presses back up directly to the horse's foot. But it did two things. One is it had the durability to the product. Um, and he also had, you know, like now we have the, all the different colors. He had a bucket of material that's the same, it's the same material, but it's used on the slants, this yellow. And he said, I've had this, I don't know what to do with it. So he said, I said, well, let's throw a coat on there and just see, you know, what it does. And that's how we started with our colorations of the different pads. But the other part of it is, um, if, if someone tries to go and make a pad and throw something together, if, if you don't see that white line, that's a distinguishing mark that it's a sure foot pad. Okay, so it's one of the little things that we've done. So uh, again, it was a matter of testing. And, and Brad, just to clarify, that's not on all the pads, but it is on firm, medium, soft, soft and firm and, slant. And firm slants, yes. Because the hard slant is uh, a solid piece of the hard material and the hard is just that. It's the solid block of the hard material. But again, it was the idea that um, you have now two surfaces to work with. So there's two responses that the foot can uh, receive from our pads. And again, it was by making them very, very durable. So, you know, that's kind of how we got started with all of this. And as a result, you know, through different things, we ended up with the physio pad. And first it was large. And then someone said, oh, it's a little too large. So then we ended up with the physio half physio pad. So that product came about. We had the firm slant. And then someone said, could you make a slant out of the hard? Sure enough, we could make a harbor. So the feedback that people give us, you know, we really listen to it to see what can be done. Another good example of that is, is our x-ray block, okay? That's yet another material that I found literally wandering around in the factory. I was up there to pick up a load of product. And every time I go up there, I go down on the floor. And there's a fellow there, uh, his name is Jerry, and he is the key guy who, who puts these pads together. So I was wandering around and I, I saw this stuff and I grabbed a piece of it and I asked him what it was and we got into a discussion. And so long story short, it's a very, very dense material. It is still a foam. Um, and that's the unique thing is you can get foams that are as hard as a brick and you can get foams that are soft, like our soft pads you know, and it goes anywhere in between. And that's why we've been able to come up with these different densities and, and different, you know, foam responses. And, and um, but you, know, as, but people, you know, the pads do show where they get nicks and tears and cuts and pe we've had people right. say, oh, my, my pad looks worn. Um, that just means you're using it because we did make yep. a pad that was completely durable and would not show anywhere and it didn't work. So we're constantly it didn't, working between 
the, the responsiveness of the material so that we see the changes in the horse and durability. And so this is something that um, people need to recognize is that yes, we can make a pad that will never show a damage and it won't work. Um, and that's one of the things I can remember. There was a, a blue foam, Brad. I don't know if you remember that foam that somebody sent us. And <clears throat> I sent it down actually to Disneyland because I have a Disney World down in Florida. I have a good friend down there who tested it out. And she came with draft horses, big, heavy draft yes. horses. And she came back and said it didn't do anything for the horses. So, you know, this that's part of the research and development that we go through here. Um, and Brad is actually over in the workshop. Uh, uh, our business is out of our home. It's in our basement at this point. Um, so everything you see, that's where it's coming from is, is Brad's research side and the office side where I am in my level. Yeah, we, we're, we're literally a global cottage industry. <laughs> so, but so we, I just mentioned this white material. Okay. So out of the white material came the x-ray block. Again, it was feedback when, um, a veterinarian, uh, and I don't know if it was to you, Wendy, or it was to me, said, I hate the wooden blocks. Um, oh, I know. It was at the uh, Hoof Summit. I had someone come up and he said, I hate the wooden block. Uh, he was a farrier out of Florida. And he said, vet. There were two vets that came to you at Hoof Summit. Yes, that's, that's right. That's right. And they said they hated the wooden blocks because um, the horses didn't like standing on them. And it just made the, the whole process, you know, a nervous situation. And he said, you know, and he says, I'm always after my guys, take your blocks out, put the horse on a block and people didn't like doing them and everything. So he said, could you make us something? So out of that came our x-ray block. Okay. Which is um, this very, very dense material. Okay. But the beauty is that when you shoot an x-ray, the material is, is transparent to the x-ray. So this way it doesn't produce the ghosting or shadow, but it gives enough that the horse feels comfortable and stable while they're taking their x-rays. And that's just gonna make it safer for the horse and safer for the farrier or, or vet or whoever's doing the, uh, the radiographs. So, you know, that was one product. Then again, we got more feedback and we got a picture from who that, who's that did the one showed the, the whole um, Ida Hammer had, was down with Deb Dr. Deb Taylor and um, they were working with Formahoof down there and they put the physio pad on top of a wood x-ray block and took some radiographs and so that has sent us in another direction and making a second uh, block for for veterinarians yeah oh there, there it is so what you have is the this white is the very hard material um, that is our x-ray block. Then you have the gray, which is a medium material, which is the, the base, basically the same gray material that's on your physio pad. And then the uh, firm or the hard material, which is the top surface of the physio pad. So the farrier can, he can have the horse stand on this side. Okay. And this is not going to give very much. Okay. And the, and the bottom will conform to whatever they're standing on. So again, it's safe. Or more importantly, they can go this way and the top will give. And so if that horse is toe loading, okay? And this is something that I, I when we were at Hoof Summit and we were showing the hard pads, okay? I, I would ask this question to farrier after farrier after farrier would come by. And I would say, if, if I had a horse standing here in the, on this floor, and you looked at him, I said, could you tell me if he's toe loading or side loading or just what he's doing? And, you know, some of the old crusty guys, you know, well, I would do this and I could tell this and that. Okay, fine. But most everybody said, no, there's really no way to tell. So with the hard pad, stand them on it. When the horse steps off, now you've got an impression. So now you can look, oh, he's toe loading, he's side loading. The same thing here. When you're going to take a radiograph, the horse can stand on this. And if he's toe loading, you'll see that because it will set into the material, but the material isn't going to show up on the x-ray or the, the radiograph. So this way you can see, you know, what's going on and what's that going to result? It's going to end up result with a better shoeing or trimming. 
you know, or it may be showing something else. I don't know. All that we're doing is providing another tool that allows you to gather more information to see deeper inside what's going on in that foot. So, you know, you know this was a product and we're waiting for uh, pieces to come back from our, our folks up north because um, we played with one size. And as Wendy said, and you can see this is just a small little piece because I literally took um, a piece of material I had, I took a physio pad, cut it, you know, glued everything together, cut it down, and we sent it off to a vet who said it needs to be bigger. So we changed the size. So now we're waiting for our first few pieces to come back. We'll get those out, we'll get feedback, and then lo and behold, we'll have another product. So, so you know, feedback is great for us, great for me. Um, because again, I, I get to do a lot of playing and I don't know if I can. Uh, I have a picture of, uh, I'm just gonna share my screen here for a second before you do that, uh, okay. of one of our prototypes. This yep. was at a vet clinic and this is the prototype block that we, Brad just showed you. It obviously, uh, that's why we are making it bigger, but you can see that it's the physio pad on the bottom and you can see how much it's squished on this side. I don't know if I can, yeah. And you can yep. see it squishing on this side and big on that side. So you can use that block on either side. Um, yep. And you know, we're, we're waiting for our first run production to show up. We're hoping it's gonna yep. arrive soon, but just, just so you get an idea of some of the things that um, we spend our time doing here during the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and uh, again, because of, of Surefoot and what it does for the horse and allowing veterinarians to work with the horses in a more calm manner, um, um, we had, um, who, who's the vet up at the DuPont Center? Dr. Kelleher. Dr. Kelleher. Um, when you got up there and done a, a demonstration, which they allowed and everything, and then we got talking about their MRI. And she took us over and showed us the, the unit, which is, you know, like in a hospital, it's in a, in a big room. You can't bring a, any magnetic materials in or cell phones or anything else. But the thing about it is it, it had a really hard floor. There was a bit of rubber there, but it was really a hard floor. And when you have horses that are there and they're being, you know, you do an MRIs because, you know, they're lemonetic or, you know, a range of other things. Um, you need that horse to be calm and comfortable while they're trying to take these images. So what we did is we had some large pieces of material and I went up there one evening when nothing was going on and um, we actually cut and I created um, very large mats um, so that the horse could stand and stand comfortably while they're doing the MRI. So again, it was another application. Um, we thought it might work for um, anyone who's got an MRI, but there's some variations on their designs and everything else. So each one would have to be sort of custom fit. But here again, the the benefit was that- I have a photo of that, Brad. So I'm gonna screen share again. Okay, you... okay. Um, but the benefit is that, you know, the horses can stand calmly while they're trying to be, um, you know, you're running an MRI and- uh, Oh, yep, there it is. Cool. There it is. So it was one big mat. And so, like I said, I had to go up there and I had sheets of cardboard and I taped them all together so that I could cut a template and then trace it onto the mat and then hand cut it so that uh, it fit there on the MRI. And they love it. They said it works very nice and they're, they're very, very happy with that. So um, again, that was sort of a test on our part. Um, isn't really a product per se, but it's something that, you know, if a vet came to us and said, hey, I would really, I have a machine and I really want to do that. Yeah, we can work with it. So the, the other thing, um, again, it's, it's playing with materials all the time here. And if I can do this a Brad, little bit. Somebody's asked what kind of glues we use. <laughs> um, I can tell you that they are glues by 3M. 3M. Um, 
here again. Um, much credit to, I got a cat in the background who's deciding boxes need to be- I'll come, I'll come get the cat while you keep talking. No, well, or throw her out, I don't care. There's always cats. Yes, yes, we have two. Um, the glues that we use are a solvent-based glue. Uh, they're made by 3M. And um, thankfully, and much to 3M's credit, um, when we've had issues of uh, very early on, we were having some issues with delamination. And so um, we switched glues. Um, it was basically the same formulation, but it had a color in it, it had a tint, a pink tint. So this way, when it was rolled on, especially on the, the, the um, medium and soft pads, uh, you could see clearly where you had applied the glue. And what we determined was that there were occasions where we weren't gonna, getting an even enough application of glue. So, um, so right now all the glues are uh, produced by 3M. And, uh, and the folks there have really mastered it because it's not just a matter of saying, oh, take a piece of foam and slap another piece on and just glue it. You know, no, it's a technique of how you apply the glue. You first go one direction, then you have to go another direction. You have to wait a little bit to, to get a certain tact on that glue before you apply your top layer. So there is an art to making these pads and it's taken us, how many years, Wendy, for, for those guys to master the art? <laughs> we, you know, that's one of the things that we had to work out and we drove our factory crazy for a little while there with the gluing process in the early days. Um, we, yeah. we had some, some problems with some of the pads, not all of them, but, but I do, I will tell this story. In the very beginning, I took a set of pads. I um, went to Colorado and it was, it's a five, at least 5,000 feet. And I went there with the pads and they were all the yellow tops at the time. And all of a sudden there were these lumps in the surface of the pad. And I've got some pictures of it somewhere here. I'll see if I can find them. And it kept growing and it kept growing and growing and there were more and more lumps. And um, I, I felt like there was an amoeba or something, some alien living inside the pad. Well, what it was was very small um, bubbles in the, um, in the glue that it wasn't completely, uh, oh, here, I have it. I have these pic this picture and let me just share my screen. And uh, there we go. And, and the thing is in Colorado, uh, because of the altitude, a little tiny pocket of air where the glue wasn't complete expanded and caused the bubbles. And every day there were more and more bubbles. Um, the, the simple solution is just prick it with a pin and it lays back down. But at the time, this was my very first experience <laughs> taking pads to altitude. And it was quite fascinating to watch this happen. So uh, just, it's really funny to go back and, and um, consider some of the things that we've been through over the five years, um, things like that. It, it doesn't, I haven't had that happen in a long time, but if it ever does happen, it'll usually happen at altitude. And the other time it might happen is if you leave your pads in a hot car or a hot trailer or anywhere exposed or in direct sunlight. So, you know, we always say that um, with your pads, if you would not leave your dog in, in the car, don't leave your pads in the car. If you would not leave your dog in the hot trailer, don't leave your pads in the hot trailer um, or in the direct sunlight. Um, did I try to drown them? I actually have uh, submerged them and they're totally fine. Um, they actually float. They might be useful <laughs> if you were ever in a <laughs> Alex is laughing. Um, well, I'm just trying to think of all the scenarios where you and your surefoot pad would end up needing to use it as a flotation device. <laughs> hey, you never know, right? You never know. <laughs> um, we did recently have someone post on the fans page about using them on a slippery surface. And so, you know, you wanna really be careful and check out your surface. And if you're at all concerned, you know, step on the pad and kind of see if it'll slide easily, you know, like a wet surface, a, a, um, a slick surface, or in one case, like humid, it was humid and it was on top of hay, I believe. So just always check your surface and make sure your pad isn't gonna be super slippy. You know, just, um, that's the same thing for you. 
Um, you just always want to take that care to make sure you're working in a good environment. You know, an, an arena is really great, but we don't always have an arena where we can work with our pets. Um, um, Alex, have you had any comments or questions lately from people that might be good to share with uh, the group at large here? Uh, well, I just wanted to say about what you were just saying. If you're using your pads with the colored side down, please be careful. Like that's, you need to maybe limit your use of the pads with the color side down to an arena or something like that. I wouldn't try it on concrete. That seems to right yeah so um so just always take care check it out first make sure that you the surface you're working on um is safe and the pad's not going to slip um i have found when i've been doing working at expos that the cement floors with just the hard rubber mats horses really didn't uh feel comfortable um that's not 100 percent, but i can i saw a pattern where i had to work in a very small arena on cement floor with a hard rubber mat that the horses I think they didn't feel secure with their other feet. And so they weren't sure about Surefoot in that instance. Um, I think Brad's got something there he's working on that he's gonna show. What are you doing, Brad? Well, I was just gonna kind of give people a little look-see kind of, you know, behind the curtain. Uh, like I say, you come up with an idea. Not sure so what curtain he's opening here, folks. Okay. And it's like, well, Oz. it's like the well, man behind the curtain at Oz. Well, yes, exactly, Alex. I mean, after 15 years, I, you know, nothing surprises me. You know, Wendy will come to me and say, oh, I got this idea. And, you know, like for her riding instruction, uh, she used to carry, you know, a couple little pieces of stick that she'd found, you know, in an arena to try and get people to hold their hands level. And she said, I'd, I'd like to, you know, they need to hold their hands level. And I went down to the shop, found a dowel, found an old level, I tore it apart and took a router, cut a little slot, put a little bubble level in it, came up and I said, is this what you want? And she's like, yeah, yeah, this is great. This is great. So again, it's whatever she, whatever her brain can come up with, I end up having to figure out how to go put it together. So um, again, just so people can kind of see, I'm going to kind of, I'm on the iPad, so bear with me here. But um, like, okay, uh, let's see where, there. Okay, I've got a piles of all kinds of foams, okay? Um, I work with different companies. There you go. Is that better? There you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there you go. So they'll send me, you know, uh, I'm looking for something and I'll get a conversation with them and I'll ask them, can you send me a piece? And so I'll get a, you know, 24 by 24 inch piece of material that I can then cut up um, this is actually a pad that um, will be another product into another marketplace. Whoops, here, can I, I'm trying to do this with two hands. There we are, okay. So again, it's a different pad, different densities and things. So, you know, and I've already got cut things, but I've got a- um, you, got, you need help? Like I can appear over here now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have a press that um, I have here in the shop and I think Wendy's talked already about the pad inserts for uh, boots. Here, I'll take some over to my side and I can show them. Okay, she can show you over there. So in order to, to do those, um, I've actually have some dies that have been made up. Okay, this is a number three. No, this is the number two die. Um, there's a number three die here. Okay. And so to correlate with the size of the boots, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, because what, what had happened was someone came to us and said, in fact, I think it was Ida said, um, we use the easy cloud boots, um, but we can't get the inserts, you know, just, they, they, we order them, we can't get them, they're out of stock, whatever. So, um, I looked at what they had. I managed to actually buy some, um, and I have bought every boot that is out there. Okay. So, cause we started looking and say, well, this is a, this is a market. This is something we can explore based on the Surefoot product and the principles of Surefoot. So, um, you know, so again, I showed you because I was talking about the, the top layer, but basically this is a boot insert that is a firm, okay? Um, here's a soft insert and then here's a medium. So, um, and again, the smear on there is that we're, I was experimenting with 
printing on them so that rather than just the bare product, which is what you get when you order the, um, the other insert, um, it'll say surefoot and it's going to say what uh, density. I basically took my signature stamp and stamped it on the pads. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was the only thing I had quick and stuff. But, you know, again, it's, you know, have I been experimenting? Oh, yeah. Lots of different pads. And, you know, and this is a, this is yet a different product. Okay. Um, but again, with adhesive tapes and bondings and everything else. Very much in prototype stage, that one that he showed. So. Right, very much. And there's another one I can't even show you yet. Um, okay, so somebody's asked me a question. Let me answer that. So how does it work with giving the horse the choice to stand on them and how long they want to stand on them? So the difference with our boot inserts is that they're thinner, right? That They're going to be half inch to inch thick. And yep. the materials that we're using in those pads, they're going to they're going to basically conform to the horse's foot. So if you think about um, in Dr. Bob Bowker's lectures, he talked about the dirt plug. Basically, what will happen is the pads, because they're thinner, they're going to um, basically crush where there's pressure and form like that dirt plug. And I will go and look and see if I have some photos here of, of what they look like coming out of a boot that's been in a boot for a couple of weeks. So I'm going to mute yeah. so that we're not conflicting sound. And I'll. Yep. Um, so yeah, when he was just talking about that, um, we had sent some pads out, some inserts to a customer do some testing. And she just raved about it because her horse has to be in boots 24-7. Uh, and with these, uh, she put them in. Yes, they crushed down, but they conformed to the foot, you know, to the frog. They created that dirt plug and... Her horse could walk off, was in the boots, was comfortable. She said he's the most comfortable he's been in ages and ages. So we know this is a, a, a product that is going to work. And again, we can give variations on it. Um, you know, right now, the, the initial product is just going to be the, the bare densities of foams. But, you know, we may find someone says, I really want that top layer. Okay, let's understand why. And does it work? And is that another, yet another version of these, um, of these boot inserts? <clears throat> I have to, I have to look for the. I haven't found the pictures yet, but, oh, okay. but that basically yeah. that's that's part of the research and development that we do. We, when we come up with an idea, uh, we'll test it out on our own horses first, just to see how it's going to work on our own horses. Brad, not yet, not yet. Brad. <laughs> <laughs> not ready yet, Brad. <laughs> I know it's again. It's something that she came up to me and said, "How do we, how do, we do this? How do we do this?" <laughs> when so, you were saying that, that's what I thought of, Wendy. Yeah, yeah. it's like so. So it's an interesting household because we're constantly bashing stuff back and forth. But um, but the boot inserts basically we've we've had them out in testing now for six months, I think, and um, that, yeah, and and that's the thing that once we played with them, we sent them out. Um, and Ida Hammer has been um, since she came to us and asked us for them. We've been sending them out to her people, and they've been testing them and giving us feedback. And basically, that's what's what's going to happen in the boot insert is that the pad actually crushes where there's pressures. And so the, we're only working with two of our materials, the soft and the firm at this point, because um, the medium is too springy, in my opinion. I think it's not going to do that. And then we're considering whether or not we're going to do the hard, but that would, it's going to require more testing. So um, we just keep messing yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. So, so the idea is like, if you have a horse that has these boots and is laminitic, the, the sure, instead of what, the boots provide because like easy boot or cloud boot has some sort of insert. This is going to be something that you feel is going to relieve pain and pressure in a different way. In a, yeah. in a more and that's the reports way, that right? we have. Yeah. So yeah. that's the insert there that comes right. with that, the boot. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and this is basically a, um, I think we did cut one open. It's and a this, molded foam. Mm -hmm. It's a molded foam. Okay. Uh, but as you as you play with it, it doesn't give very much. It's very, very stiff, very, very stiff. So if you've got a laminated course, yeah, it's a pad, but it's not really going to be very comfortable for them. It's not that much softer than the inside of the boot itself. 
and it's not going to conform. It'll warm up over, you know, just by being on under the foot. But I, I don't believe it's really going to um, mold and give the horse the comfort versus, you know, what we've got here, you know, I can squeeze it down very easily. This, you know, again, this is the firm material and, you know, and the, and the soft is yeah. firm even more. Now, what we say with our pads is the, the regular short foot pads, they get knucks, nicks and cuts and everything, um, but they're still functional, okay? They may look terrible, um, but you can keep on using them. And um, Felicitas has got probably the worst looking pads on the planet, but she's working with them every day of the week with lots of horses and she is our ultimate tester. We, we send some stuff up to her for, I guess you'd call it endurance testing. <laughs> Durability <laughs> testing. Durability. She's going to put it through its paces. She's going to, um, we've sent a pad up there because when she does stacking, um, that it, it reaches the maximum point with some of the adhesives. So we've had to try to look and see if we can solve that problem. It's a rare situation. Um, but it does happen, so can we fix it? So again, we send them up to her. And, and as I say, surefoot pads are pretty indestructible. They're not made to last forever. But again, because we spent the time, almost a year selecting foams, we've got materials that will stand up to the, to the use. Now, as we apply them into a boot, okay, it's a much more concentrated environment very tight inside that boot. It's a small area and, and everything. So, you know, how long is the pad gonna last? I don't know yet. We, we just don't know because there's not enough time out there. But as one person said to us, I don't really care. My horse is so comfortable because when that pad has, has sort of scrunched down, it, it's molding, it's creating that dirt plug. He is so comfortable. She said, I don't care if I have to change him you know, every couple of months or months or whatever the interval is, because he is comfortable and he can move, he can, you know, walk around, trot around and everything. And she said, that's what it's worth to me. So, you know, the, the life of a boot insert is going to be different than it will be for the full size pad. But what we're, what we're after is how much comfort can we bring to the horses, which was what the original purpose of Surefo was. So, so that's what we've got so far. Yeah, I, I can't find those pictures from um, the testers that we have out there, but basically what's gonna happen with these boot inserts is when they're under that kind of uh, weight load, they're basically going to fill in. And so, you know, when you listen to Dr. Bowker talk about the dirt plug and how that's filling into the bottom of the foot, the sole of the foot, we think that that's kind of how our pads are working in those boots because they're, they're going to respond and they're going to respond to where the pressure is. They're going to squish and where there isn't, they're going to fill. And that tends to even er everything out. So we're really right. excited about it. We're hoping to have, like I said, have that product available within the next couple months. The thing we're working out right now is ink. You know, what ink is going to stick on our pads? And as you can see that the ink that we tested out was smeary, but not to worry. I've got somebody coming over today, actually, Brad. Steve's coming today. He's coming. Oh, is he? Okay. Brad, I didn't know. Brad didn't know that. Uh, and, and we're going to work that out. So um, and, we're and always just, working on stuff. So let's just open it up to the audience and see if they have any okay. questions for you, Brad. Is anybody out okay. there? Um, uh, oh, thanks, Janella. Janella, it's pretty amazing what the two of us have come up with and continually developed. Yes, that's what it's like living with an engineer. Um, and Brad would tell you that's what it's like living with an artist. I just get the crazy ideas and then he has to figure out. <laughs> And we've got other ideas that we've tried that haven't worked. Out. Yeah, we've had a few, few uh, failures, everything. Um, but we do have we have one that um, I'm really excited about, and it's going to take me another uh, four to six months to to get it where I want it. Um, I had a concept in my head when we first started talking about it, and Wendy could not, for the life of her, understand what I was talking about. And finally, I bought something. And I said, this is what I'm talking about. This is how it's going to work. And she went, oh, okay, this is great. So, you know, she bought into it, but then 
the next part was, okay, I got to start looking at materials. And so, you know, like I have all these foams, now you would think that I'm selling sofas because I have piles of fabrics. And that's all I can say about this thing, but. Teaser alert, teaser alert. It, yeah, it's gonna be, like I say, it's a lot of work. Um, we have a vet that um, is gonna help us through the prototyping stages and give us some feedback. Um, uh, we did send some other, another product to him and he said it, it was okay, but uh, there was a problem with it. And what we figured out was, okay, that's because of the floor in his uh, clinic. So this other product will resolve that. So, you know, just stay tuned, know that we are constantly in development. And, and if anybody out there has an idea, okay? I mean, we just had someone, I, I spoke to her on the phone the other day, and again, I can't go into the details of it, but she sent me a sketch and she said, I'm, I'm looking for this, blah, blah, blah. And so I got her on the phone and talked to her and I kind of walked her through what I'm working on. And she said, oh my God, she said, so you've been on doing this almost same thing for over a year. And I said, yes. And, and here's why I'm going this direction versus what you were suggesting. And she's like, oh yeah, that's even better yet. And so again, I'm always interested to what somebody has seen or has thought of, um, we're happy to take a look at it. And, you know, and if you, if you email Wendy and, you know, she and I talk about it, um, we can give you personal feedback as to that's a great idea, but, or, hey, that would, that would be something that we could look at and maybe put on a product schedule somewhere down the road. Somebody asked about, uh, would an x-ray show the pad working as dirt plug? Um, I, actually, I don't think you need the x-ray because I'm, that's why I'm trying to find the picture. When you take the pad out of the boot, it is the shape of, you can see the bottom of the foot impressed into the pad and the, where it's all squished. So basically it's conforming into that foot. Um, um, and it, well, think, think I sort can't of, find the pictures, Brad. I wish I had. Okay. Do you remember who it was that was testing? Because I could look her up by name. But I, oh, was was she up in Pennsylvania? Yeah, but I need a first name. Oh, I probably have to look on my computer and stuff. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, okay. We'll find pictures. Well, you know, the way to think of this um, is if you've ever put like uh, a Dr. Scholl insert in your shoe and then you pull it out, you know, uh, three months later and you, here's the ball of my foot. Here's, you know, the, where the toes are. Here's where the heel is. Um, that's that's what essentially is going to happen with the, with the boot inserts. It will start to conform. It'll start to shape. Okay. Now, in a in a regular sure foot pad, the soft pad, you you can step on it all day long, on and off, on and off, on and off, and it bounces back because you're only on it temporarily. So, but if you're on it constantly, as it would be in the boot it will conform, it'll start to shape and mold and it'll spring back. So it's not like you're gonna get a mirror, but, but you'll start to see that there's the shape of, you know, of the bottom of the foot. And the same thing will happen with the firm, probably not quite as dramatically because of the different density. Um, but again, it's the, the important part is it's conforming to the foot so that it gives, you know, it gives support where it's needed and that's what, you know, that's what the dirt does. It fills in those gaps so that the horse has a nice uh, surface to be standing on. And in a boot, I think that's probably very important because you've created this artificial floor that they're walking around on and uh, anything we can do to make that whole experience more palatable, um, I think is gonna make it good for the horse. Well, and, and um... Wasn't it Bob, Wendy, that said that the boots kind of changed the angles a bit? So if the pad was in there, the horse could sort of adjust its own angles, right? Yeah, um, what the boot does is it actually lengthens the toe, lengthens the foot a little bit. In the therapy boots, I don't think it's quite as much of a problem because the horses aren't moving like under right. saddle. With some of the boots that people wear when they're riding their horses, mm -hmm. that's definitely going to affect stride mm -hmm. um, because it's lengthened that toe. So I, I'm searching, searching for those pictures, but I can't, I will find them. And then um, let's see, it makes me, so, so, so Dorothy's coming and it makes me think of a hoof patty. Hey, that's a great name, Brad. A hoof patty that you get when the horse is walking about in the snow. Yes. And so that's exactly right. That, that 
um, when a horse walks around in the snow and then that flips out of the foot, that's exactly what this pad looks like when they come out of them is, and it doesn't take that long. And, you know, again, depending on how long the horse is in the, in the boot with the pad depends on its durability, of course, but that's the same idea. That snow pack is the same idea as a dirt plug that it, that the foot fills in. And, um, you know, it was interesting talking with Bob because his horses don't form that dirt plug very easily, but in my area in Virginia, we have a clay base. And so they'll walk in the barn aisle and flip out their dirt plugs. In fact, I know I have a picture of a dirt plug. Um, where at, and then they just go right out and make another one. So yeah. um, dirt plugs. I'm going to jump on my computer and see if I can find those okay. while you keep talking. Yeah. Right. Couldn't, couldn't the, um, imp the imprints on the... Um, the boot pads be used by a farrier or vet even to you know assess loading and all of that kind of stuff it could be a a good bit of information for, for professionals to look at yeah i you know i think that every time we have another perspective it's good information and um so here's here's a sample of a dirt plug just from the side and there it is from the bottom. It just looks like the floor, right? Mm -hmm. And there it is flipped over. You can see here the shape yeah, of the frog. So the frog, yeah. this is essentially what our pad is gonna look like when you're done. You know, when you've had it in a boot for a while, it's gonna crush where there's pressure, not where there isn't fill in and that it'll be flat on the bottom and it will have the shape of the foot. And it's that's one of the things that I think so fascinating is how, um, did you find it? I, well, I found my dirt plugs, but I didn't find the pictures oh. of the pads. Um, how it really does seem to serve this type of purpose, mm -hmm. which, you know, if in um, other situations, if the pad just collapses, it's not filling in and providing that support. And that's why we're really excited. But I think hoof patties is a great name, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Dorothy, we might be stealing that one. Uh, Great. All right. Well, while Brad's looking to see if he can find some actual pictures of, of the of the boot inserts themselves, I think, Alex, we're getting close to our drawing time, don't you? You want to commission Dorothy? Okay. That's what I was just going to say. So how many people did we have enter the contest this week? Um, over 200. So I want to remind everybody that if you entered this week, because we had a lot, that didn't enter last week, you need to go back to the week one post and enter a comment there. And we will, I will go back and I will look at the new comments and add and put a little hash mark that you have entered week one. So, so Alex gets the lovely job of tracking all of you during the five weeks of this contest. And in order to be eligible for the grand prize, the full set, the over thousand dollar value of Surefoot pads, you need to have entered all five weeks. So what that means is if you, if you don't enter, you know, week one and week two, but you enter week three, you're eligible for the weekly drawing week three, but to be eligible for the grand prize, you've got to go back and just complete an entry on week one and two. You can find those posts on Surefoot fans of Surefoot page and on the Surefoot equine page, just scroll down. It'll, week one doesn't, it'll say week one in the, in the text. It doesn't say week one on the picture, but all the other weeks now are going to say what week they are. Like this week we had the the anniversary emblem and it said week two contest. So week three will have that. So just go back. If you have any questions, just text us, you know, PM us, whatever will help direct you there. Um, but you need to enter all five weeks to be eligible for the grand prize, the thousand dollar pack of pads. And let's see, there was a comment here. So let me just check. Oh, Brad is the hoof prince. <laughs> yes. I'll call him that now. Oh, hoof prince. How are you today? I love that. <laughs> This is a silly webinar today, but sometimes, you know, you just have to. Yeah, I think it was great information that needed to get out there. I think this is really good. Great. All right, Alex, you have the bowl with the show. Us I have the bowl. Oh, I can't see it. You got to hold it up in front of your chest. There you go. There we got it. Okay. And she's going to reach in and draw I'm the not looking. I'm see them all. See, there's lots of them. Yeah. And it's awesome. This has been, it's really fun for us. Oh, great. So Dorothy loves hearing about how we came about with all of this. Thanks, Dorothy. So it's Hunter Glisten Warner. 
Awesome. Hunter Glisten Warner, you are our winner of the week two drawing for a free pair of Surefoot pads. We will reach Yay! out. Yeah, winner, winner. We should have confetti falling, right? We'll we reach should. out to you on Facebook. But if you are listening or you hear about this, just get in touch with us. We need your address and we'll ship you off a pair of pads. Yeah. We are so excited to have yeah, just Facebook me Facebook message the Surefoot Equine page if you are, are watching or whatever. I will go on Facebook and I will message you through Facebook. Yep, and we'll post it. We'll post the winner when we get yep. done here with the webinar. And uh, Marissa, is that her name? Oh, is it Marissa? Yes, she got some from Oh, wait, I can probably find that. I, we might actually have a picture. M-E-R? M-A-R-I-S-S-A. I-S-S -S or one S? Two S's. Two S's. Let's see if I can find that picture. No, I can't, but that's okay. We'll find that picture. We'll have it next time. We'll show you what these what these boot inserts are gonna look like when they've been in, pad, in a pair of boots for a while. And um, thank you all for joining us today. Thank you for uh, being fans of Surefoot. We'll post the week three contest on Sunday. So stay tuned for that. Somebody's uh, asking a question real quick, Wendy. What's that? Um, a webinar that talks about uh, PSSM. Oh yeah, I'm tr I contacted the, the person about PSSM and she hasn't gotten back to me. So I'm hoping to find someone that is um, knowledgeable and that will respond so we can have them on, <laughs> on, um, on a webinar. So uh, we definitely do take consideration from what you guys ask. It's not always possible for us to find a, a, a guest that we feel uh, we'll give you really good information, but we are still looking. So, okay, there's a name. Great. Uh, I will copy that and I will reach out to them. So thanks so much. And thank you everybody for joining us. And just Bye everybody. Have a good weekend. And have a great weekend. We're going to have snow and lovely weather here in uh -huh. February. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was there in Costa Rica, but not this year, next year. Okay. Bye thanks, everybody. everybody. Bye. <clears throat>